Hello and welcome to The Lineup, presented by True Blue LA, presented by Sponsored to be Named Later. Eric, Steven, you're here with me. How are you doing? The Dodgers tied a game today when we're recording, so this I'm basically on cloud nine at this point. Yeah. So I'm 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 glad for you. We still uh how how common are three inning saves in spring training? We haven't you haven't gone two for two yet. So yeah, not not like, common, right? Because most no, they're yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, like uh, the the longest. Oh, so I guess Julio Urias earlier in the week he went two and two thirds. They haven't even had a three inning outing yet, let alone right. three innings. But I mean, obviously later in the spring, I'm I'm of the opinion that um, you should award saves for people who finish out a tie. Uh, so like a three inning save to finish out a tie is like the ultimate game for me. Like imagine two pitchers preserving a tie for the final three innings, two saves, one tie. That's like, that's like the best game in major league history in my opinion. So, well, I'm sorry you didn't get that yet, but you know, and maybe Red, you'll, you'll award the Eric save uh, if yeah. that actually happens in spring. We, we should probably save three-inning save talk for future episodes. I'm, I'm we, sure we'll talk about it. We, uh, I'm sure we'll find a way to do that. We have some really sad news to go over, and uh, I'm sure listeners have heard, but we'll go over all of that, some other minor spring training notes. We've got trivia questions from Craig after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dodgers had kind of a confusing offseason, but a lot of what they did and didn't do really spoke to a trust and belief that Gavin Lux would be the guy at shortstop. So yeah. it, what a heartbreaking uh, uh, outcome that he tore his LCL, or excuse me, ACL, bruised his LCL. 
yeah. uh, in the second spring training game of the year. No, uh, no, wait, third. Mon- oh yeah, his second. So it was the third. It was the yeah. third game for the Dodgers. Second for him. I had just turned the game on. I'm sorry, Gavin. It's my fault. <laughs> uh, like, and I I turned it on. He got I I and he had just and then a minute later he got on base and you know Rick Monday's like oh two for three I was like yeah see he's looking great this is gonna be there were doubters and I believed and at least uh, another year off so here's here's what's weird about this um, you texted me and said this is, this is not how I want to win our like the shortstop playing timing but I was thinking back to that episode um. I don't remember, like, I don't remember um, if us landing on, I think I I may have guessed also that Miguel Rojas was going to lead the team in shortstop starts. That was and also we, we, I, I recall us saying that was the case, but barely, and that Gavin Lux would still be a very regular fixture. Exactly, exactly. Mostly with the idea of not sure how, it was more speaking to how confident we were second base would be resolved, and that, um, uh, uh, uh Rojas might fit fit his way into there. Yeah, and so, and then also, but since then, this was this is so long ago that we did that. Um, but it was so defined to where the Dodgers have like came out and said, "Gavin Lux is our shortstop." Yep. No, and like, that happened and then, pretty shortly thereafter. <laughs> right. Exactly. And we felt as, like dumb dogs, yeah. you know, as we as we frequently do. As is usually the case for us. And um, yeah. Just to be clear, that is not where. My mind immediate went. I was no, trying to inject. It, I, it was a, yeah, just yeah. so our listeners. I wasn't trying to inject levity into a really uh, just yeah. the look on his face was just heartbreaking. It was. It, just, was, a, like, it was a freak thing. Um, I was looking. So it was. It was a ground ball. He was running from second to third. Um, it was the sixth inning. It was a ground ball. The the I was looking up. So it was the third baseman for the Padres and. I know everyone's going to default. Oh, it's Manny Machado. No, it wasn't. He started that game. He was. It, he wasn't in by then. It was someone named Jansen White, um, or Jansen Witte, W-I-T-T-E. I'm not sure how you pronounce that, but so he goes to throw to second, and he, you know has like that sort of infielder sidearm thing, and like Gavin Lux instinctually, like he's like, oh, I have to duck, right? I think he said the next day when he was asked about, it, he's like. In hindsight, I probably should have just taken that one off the face or whatever. But, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't. The thing is, like, it wasn't even like a guarantee that the ball is going to hit him. I think it was just like, oh crap, he's like throwing at me, basically. Yeah. Like that's it's in your field of vision. But this, the, he just got like sort of um, just off kilter a little bit, and then he tried. He like lost his balance, tried to regain his balance, and then the the super unfortunate thing, like the literal first thing that hit was like his right foot with his leg at a weird angle and then the knee like not supposed to bend that way you know like taking all the brunt of it that sort of a thing and just and he immediately like crumpled like crawled to third base uh had to get carted off you knew at that point like he couldn't put any weight on it like getting onto the cart and like i know we like had to wait till like the next morning to get the actual results but like basically at that point you're like oh this is this is long term. It's like, you know, if it's not the whole season, it's like uh, several months of the season, that kind of a thing. You're like, oh, this is bad. And then it was. And it just, uh, it just, it, it's a bummer, right? Like, because, you know, all the stuff we talked about, like Dodgers' confidence in him. There were stories about Gavin Lux gaining like, you know, 15 pounds of muscle. Like, obviously, there's a lot of best shape of his life 
uh, element to all this, but like things were looking up for Gavin Lux, right? It was, uh, it was, so it's just, just a, a bummer very, for him. Yeah. Like, uh, his year and like really, I think has endeared himself to fans with just how, you know, uh, has had three over the last what I guess hard to say reaching back all the way to Machado, but the shortstop has been a premier position for the Dodgers for a long time and finally has a chance and a very likable player. Um, I really, really hoping if there is the faintest silver lining, it's that if it were to happen, you would not happen early kind of just so, you know, there's a more realistic shot. He's ready to go in, in 2024. And I'm really, really rooting for it. Um, should he be able to come back and, you know, uh, the recovery time, my understanding is around nine months. Um, should he be able to really come back? Uh, what a story going in next year. And one I know we're all, all be rooting for. I was looking up, like you, you mentioned, uh, you had a good sort of intro to this where you, you mentioned like the Dodgers were sort of betting on Lux. They, they did that in a way last year, even though like Trey Turner was obviously the shortstop. But, like, when they traded A.J. Pollock, like, right before opening day, they're like, Gavin Lux is our guy. We need him to get playing time. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. helps clear that way for him. And it, like, proved to be the right call. He was very good. Like, he, Lux sort of faded down the stretch because he was hurt. But, but he like, kind of, for a lot of the season, filled that kind of, like, Chris Taylor, the role Chris Taylor kind of always felt with, like, kind of near the bottom of the lineup, but, like, consistent, really, really consistent. Like, speed, good good defense relatively, like, um, and then this year was going to be a change because, Mm -hmm. obviously, back in his natural position, like, um, he he had come into his own last year, so this was, like, going to be, like, a potential next step for him, like, so it's just a huge bummer. Uh, Another thing about how it's sort of... um, I was reading. There's been reactions. Craig Goldstein had had some good stuff at Baseball Prospectus. Um, Joe Sheehan at his newsletter um, had a good sort of summary of this. I was reading Andy McCullough at the at, at the Athletic. He was in Dodgers camp for a couple of days, and he wrote about it. And I think the way he put it, I don't have it in front of me, but it was like um, Lux sort of was the like a key to the lineup he and he sort of noticed that or noticed that he he said he balanced the lineup yeah in a way like and it's not just like a left right thing but also like just in like general because now you're, you're, you're there so we'll, we'll go through but like the dodgers now are like basically um you're sort of they're in like scramble mode or shuffling like shuffling around figuring out how to how to plug one hole while not creating another like that, you know, that sort of a thing and how the pieces work and all, all that kind of stuff. So it, this is where it gets a little bit, I guess, could be interesting over the next month or probably longer because I who knows what they're going to do. But um, we we did mention Miguel Rojas. Um, it obviously like it puts more importance on his acquisition back in January and then they, they extended him. Um, so He's going to be the regular shortstop. Dave Roberts said as much uh, this week. Uh, I believe he said um, Rojas was going to start like 70 to 75% of the time. Chris Taylor is going to take the other 20 to 25%. So, but that, that gets into the sort of moving pieces part of this because Taylor was going to be like mostly outfield, left field, center field. Now, um, you know, 
uh, Taylor's going to end up being some shortstop, some left field. And some uh, so a question like, for yeah. you, yeah. after those two, what's the depth chart? Oh, it's short? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's, uh, I think it's <laughs> interesting. So, um, I guess right now it's probably it's probably uh, uh, Yanni Hernandez. Or I, I, I think it's... I think it's pronounced Johnny Hernandez. It's a Y, but like, mm-hmm. um, he's been filling in, um, at second, third and short, like, you know, in spring games and stuff. And, um, he's on the 40 man. So I would imagine he is like the next in line to that, which is, I think we talked about, we've talked, probably talked about this on like every single episode, the last three months about how the Dodgers have, like lack, uh, like uh, like experience depth on the forty man, and now it's like is really gonna expose that and or make them possibly you know get someone else. But w- like with the Rojas part of it, right? He's gonna take that's what Rojas's role has been with the Marlins. Like he was everyday shortstop, even if he doesn't go every day, every day for the Dodgers. Like um, he's at least used to it. It's not like he's being thrust into a new role, you know, in a way, but it feels like to me, like I thought the Dodgers might be able to get a little bit more out of him in a reduced role in that he's better against lefties. Obviously you don't have to restrict him to only lefties because that's like what a third of the, the pitchers you face. Um, so you're not fully like restricting him that way, but, um, he's also coming off two like wrist and hand surgeries He's he's been healthy enough to like play in, in spring training, so I don't it's hasn't been much of a hindrance, but um, that's at least something to watch. It really sapped his power like the second half last year. That's one thing. Like he's not he's not an average hitter. Uh, he's but he can be average ish like if used in the right way, and you know mostly against lefties that kind of a thing. But if he's gonna, he also has power, some power, but like he completely lost the power with the wrist stuff last year. So he's, he's sort of got to be healthy to do that. He did Rojas did drop out of the world baseball classic. That's another sort of element of this. He was looking forward to playing for Venezuela. He was like, uh, it was a big deal to him, obviously. Um, that was announced earlier Thursday. We're recording on Thursday. Um, Rojas and the Dodgers sort of came to that call. He said he was staying in camp because he's the regular shortstop. He wants to work with Miguel Vargas and the other infielders, that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how he responds to it, even though that's sort of his um, main role anyway. Like, so it's, I don't think it's much of a change for Rojas. It's just a matter of what they get out of Rojas. Now Rojas, excellent defender, right? Like that, that's what they're going to get. That's the one thing in the Dodgers, if they're gaining anything in this, they're probably going to make out on the defensive end, which is good. Um, But obviously they're not, they're losing offensively in, in this in this sort of exchange. Um, with Taylor, we mentioned like how he fits in. Um, Roberts said as as much. I think I don't remember which day it was, but um, that Taylor essentially is out of the center field mix now, just because of like how it shakes out. But he mentioned center field as being um, between Trace Thompson, uh, Jason Hayward, and James Outman. Um, so. That sort of brings us to the other point we mentioned, Yanni Hernandez. But before the injury to Lux, um, there were uh, like, you know, there's 13 position players that are going to be on the active roster at all times. 
or like you have to have at least that many because you can't have more than 13 pitchers. Um, Matt Karras at the LA Times or even had a story this week about how with like Hayward, who's a non-roster invitee, it seems like he has the inside track at one of those roster spots. And it seemed like before the Lux injury that the roster was not fully set, but kind of set, you know, like in a way. Um, and I, I just note like this, this is one of those, uh, like Vince Cole used to say, if you want to make God smile, like tell him your plans, that sort of a thing. Um, but so, you know, if, if Taylor, uh, if he was mostly in left and center field, the outfield, you had a five-person outfield with Taylor, Peralta, Mookie, Trace Thompson, and either Hayward or Outman, whichever one made the team. But now with Taylor more in the utility role, there's room for another position player on the roster. So if it's it could be both Hayward and Outman or like Yanni Hernandez, if they want to do more of a traditional uh, bench-type player, like he plays all over the infield. Because um, that's the other thing with this um, – I still I have a hard time imagining that Miguel Vargas is going to be like, you know, starting 150 games at second base, right? He's going to move around. He's going to probably probably play some DH, you know, I would imagine even like they might even uh, have him at third occasionally, maybe in left, that sort of thing. But they're going to need other people to fill in at second, right? So uh, who knows what they're going to do there, but um, so maybe, maybe it's Hernandez, but, and then like if Hayward is on the team, um, does it make it less likely that uh, Outman would be there to basically be more of a bench guy or would they want him playing in AAA to keep like, keep playing at the ready or, or just is, is it just good to have him as an option? Who, who knows? Like that, these are the questions that are going to be sort of answered, I guess, in the next, uh, four weeks. Uh, there's also the option of outside the organization. Uh, I think Craig Goldstein and his uh, piece, I'll link to it in the show notes. His his sort of main takeaway was that even if the Dodgers did go outside the organization, the options available, either the free agents available, like Jose Iglesias is one of them, or like uh, players who might be available for trade, like Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, either the teams might not want to trade um, some of these players or, and even with the free agents, none of them are like an, an upgrade, like enough of an upgrade over Miguel Rojas to like justify the cost. So like at, at that point, what are you really adding? It doesn't really move the needle. So I don't know. Like it just seems there's a lot, there's a lot more question marks than there were, uh, you know, before this week, before yeah, Lux got when, when the Dodgers, the last time they kind of went through this was in 2018. And then there was the writing on the wall that Manny Machado would probably be available for trade. And sure. so I remember that link, that link of Dodgers are going to trade for Manny Machado pretty early. Like the trade happened in July, early and, July. And Seager's thing, surgery was April, I believe. Yeah, I remember that like, immediately, like it, yeah. it, to, to some people where it was almost a win, not if kind of, kind of a thing. Sure. And I think that would be the case here just because Dodgers don't, Probably, you know, they ideally that's both center field and shortstop. You have two spots of the lineup to where you could really fill a more consistent bat um, if it was out there, but it's not really out there. Yeah. Outside of, you know, perhaps the if you want to pay through the nose for Brian Reynolds. What and, and then the other thing with him, like, is he really a center fielder? <laughs> like, there's that aspect yep. too. Yep. How, however, 
you would probably sacrifice it if you're getting his offense or whatever. Right. Or let's say let's say a team, a random team in the central, like, oh, I don't know, the Cubs, let's say they're out of contention, but their center fielder is just killing it. And the Dodgers <laughs> need a center fielder. Maybe they call and see if that's available. Who knows? Um, Who knows? Yeah. The other so the the other sort of uh, intriguing part to me about uh, like roster battles and that sort of stuff is the World Baseball Classic starts uh, next week, and like we're recording this on a Thursday, I would imagine by Sunday or Monday, like pretty much all the World Baseball Classic World Baseball Classic bound players are going to be gone and going to their respective countries' camps because they're doing spring camp first and then. Um, uh, pool play starts next week. So with the Dodgers in the outfield, uh, Mookie Betts, Trace Thompson, David Peralta, uh, potentially like the three main starters, like if that if that's how it shakes out in the outfield, they're all going to be gone. So Outman's going to get a lot of time. Um, you you Obviously, Hayward is still around. Um, you have the defense first non-roster guys, Bradley Zimmer and Steven Duggar. They'll probably play a bunch. Andy Pajes and Johnny DeLuca are on the 40-man. They'll probably get a chance to at least make an impression for like, hey, don't forget us if you need someone to call up later in the year type of a thing. Um, and then uh, both catchers, uh, Will Smith, Austin Barnes, are going to be in the World Baseball Classic. So uh, Diego Cartaya, uh, he's going to get a bunch of playing time. I think Dave Roberts spelled it out last week or earlier in the week that he's going to basically catch every other day. And like, I don't know if it necessarily means starting. It, may, it might when they're when the two catchers are gone, but he's going to also see time late, late in games. He's he's played in I believe two of the six games so far. One of them was at DH, one was at catcher. Neither one he started, but um, it's going to be interesting. Like he's only played sixty-two games above or uh, in high A. He's only twenty-one. He's on the forty-man, but it's one of those where. I don't know if he's going to play in the majors this year. He might, like in an emergency situation, but um, yeah, it'll at the very least it's going to be great experience from him, uh, for him. But uh, it's just a weird quirk. Uh, after all this talk about how are they going to like manage the roster, all of a sudden, look at all this free time in the outfield. All these players are going to have and catcher too. But it's not like there's a battle at catcher. But yeah, it's just going to be interesting. Are you going to spring this year? Nope, I'm. I'm homebound. Um, well, till the till the freeway series. I'm gonna pretend otherwise and ask. So, uh. as the as our man on the scene, Eric, what other <laughs> notes do you have for us from from spring training? Uh, now that you mention it, though, since we did recently come across uh, information that a certain um, eating establishment in yeah. Phoenix is still open, mm-hmm. which I did not think was the case. I'm more motivated. Like I might just, <laughs> just on a whim drive out there one day. You should. And I'll eat. I'll eat there, and then I'll be like, "What was I here for?" And then I'll drive home, and like, "Oh yeah, I was supposed to go to some games." Uh, no. Um, so the, the another just awesome part of spring so far, maybe my favorite part is, well, not the fact that Miguel Vargas has a hairline fracture in his pinky. That's bad, but like it's not hindering him to the point where it's he's he's out for a while. Um, he's been able to do all the fielding drills and that sort of thing. They just don't want him swinging. It's been maybe like not quite two weeks since he's been sort of limited, at least with the bat. 
but they want him because he's new at second. They want him to still play in games. So he's started four of the six games at second base in in spring training so far. But they just say you cannot swing when you go to the when you go to the plate. So he's he's batted eight times, uh, twice in each game. In in each game, he's walked the first plate appearance <laughs> and then struck out the next. It's like, how does this keep happening? My sort of theory on this is. First of all, it's spring training. Like, it's just wild. But, like, um, I don't think there's, like, this neon sign where every team's going, oh, this guy's not swinging. You know, I I don't think that enters the mindset necessarily of pitchers because they're, they're not going to be – I guess they 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 probably know just in, on some level they know he's not going to swing. But I don't think they their mind is allows them to trust that fact that he's not going to swing. So like just and it's just not the point of spring training too, right? Like right. you don't need to show that you can, you know, curve <laughs> exactly, yeah. smooth 380 mile per hour change-ups down the middle. You're you're trying to work yeah. on the competitive stuff. Yeah, you you might have thrown a pitch that looked like a strike, broke out of the zone that would have probably got him to swing mm-hmm. a lot of the time, but the fact that he's not swinging it is like uh you know, you're you get nothing out of it because he's he's just taking everything. So like, but I think it's just hilarious that so he has a 500 on base percentage and all that. Um, other thing, uh, sort of roster related, Daniel Hudson, he has right ankle tendonitis. He's a little behind in terms of getting ready. Probably not going to be ready for opening day, but is still going to be ready at some point, like earlier early in the season. Dave Roberts said Thursday. So. He's coming off uh, an ACL tear of his own from last June. That was his left leg. While rehabbing that, he sort of developed the right ankle tendonitis, and then that's what's been slowing him down. So, yeah, uh, injuries suck, basically, is what I'm getting at. Um, But besides Hudson, the only other pitchers uh, on the 40-man who have yet to appear in a spring game, Alex Reyes, who they signed, uh, used to be on the Cardinals, um, he's still recovering from shoulder surgery last year. He's probably not even going to be ready for a couple months anyway. So like, I don't expect him to pitch at all this spring, but, um, then Yancy Almonte and Victor Gonzalez in the bullpen have not pitched yet. Uh, Tony Gonsolin makes his first start Friday. we uh, the day after we record, um, Clayton Kershaw hasn't started yet, but I, he's been fine. Like he threw a bullpen session earlier Thursday. I think part of it was, he was just ahead of schedule in his like preparation because he was going to pitch in a world baseball classic. But then a couple weeks ago um, that fell through because uh, they have an insurance requirement. Um, that's sort of if like, if he, if he would have gotten hurt in the world baseball classic, uh, who's, who's liable for the sal his salary. And because of his injury history, the, I guess the premiums on him getting insurance or just teams wouldn't in their insurance companies wouldn't insure him and his $20 million salary. So it was a huge bummer that he, another another huge bummer of the spring, I guess, that he's not pitching in the WBC, but uh, uh, not yet pitched in a game yet. But I don't think that's any reason for concern uh, just yet. That That's kind of all the sort of loose camp notes I have from afar, I guess, as it were. Well, maybe if you get the, you'll get the real scoop. That's right. I don't know what the real scoop um, is, but that's well, why one, I need you one, there. Well, one thing I will be at uh, is opening day, uh, knock on wood, uh, and probably starting at shortstop that day. 
is Miguel Rojas. He started each of the last five years on opening day at shortstop for the Marlins. Um, this year on opening day, he'll be 34 years and 34 days old. Since moving to Los Angeles, seven different Dodgers, at least that old, have started at shortstop on opening day. How many can you name? Two. I will name those two, and then Eric will name the other five after this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Eric wants me to name older shortstops. That's right. That started opening day for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Before before we get into this, I will give you a hint. Um, oh, good. It's it's seven shortstops. Um, that's not a hint. That's the question. <laughs> that's my hint. No, um, but three of them uh, made multiple starts uh, at at advanced age. Multiple opening day starts for the Dodgers. Okay. It, totaling eleven starts. So it's it's not we're, it's not like a long string here. One person made three. One old shortstop made three opening day starts. Two others made two each. So. Uh, Bill Russell. Bill Russell is one of the two. Um, one of the two people. In 1983 and 1984, he was 34 and 35. Raphael Fercal? Uh Raphael Fercal was not. Okay. Um, like right, right around there, right? Yeah. He, he, I want to say he was like maybe 32 um, in his Look, last year. Uh, age. Where is this age? 33, his last. Yeah. And when's his birthday? October. Okay. Yes, All sorry. right. All right. Uh, so that's uh, now. Oh, oh! I have one. I believe uh, that mm-hmm. is. I'm cheating on. I uh, hint, uh, spoiler alert. Your questions are about shortstops. And, and just as a, uh, we did not plan this ahead of time. Yeah. It just it was a confluence of. So so uh, I, yeah. Go ahead. So before. Uh, I was going to amend the question because Chris Taylor is going to be like 32 years and 200 something days old. I almost made that the cutoff because it was like either one of those is going to mm. start short sub, but I just went with Rojas because it was, it was a bigger number. So, so read, I read Craig's both questions and answers beforehand just to prep me and make sure I'm not spoiling anything for you, but he spoiled yeah. something for me in doing so. I believe Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins is the last uh, old shortstop uh, to do to 2005. Uh, if you and if you remember right, he hit a go-ahead three-run home run in the eighth inning uh, at 36 years, 130 days old. Um, he's not. He's not the oldest, um, by the way. Okay. Uh, did uh, <laughs> so did did 
Uh, did Pee Wee make any starts in L.A.? He made one. Ah! Uh, yeah. Age 30, 39 years, 266 days old. The oldest opening day shortstop in Dodgers history. Either any city. Yeah, those, um, those, the, 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 1958. By the way, that those transitional players, they all right. you know, some didn't, some made a lot. I mean, you and I always uh, forget which is which. So that's good. Yeah, uh, like, I know he was, you know, a, a, a rookie with the Dodgers, but I also know he was an older rookie. So I'm not. This is my last guess. Yep. No, I have two more guesses. Uh, Cesar Estrus. No, he they they traded him in 08 for for Greg Maddox too. So like. I, they sort of got out of that game. He was only 28 when mm, – no, 2006 they traded him. Wow, he was 26 when they traded him. Wow. He was young. Yeah, he was like – yeah. I yeah, I, I had him I, – I thought 30, uh, and I was – yeah, I did not have him as 22 as a rookie. Wow. Yeah. Uh, not, not, on, not on my radar. You, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll ask, as go a, ahead. As, or, as a hint, you were way on the right track when you mentioned old rookie – um, as a potential guest here. Oscar Robles? <laughs> God, no. What? <laughs> I, like, I don't have it in front of me. I would, I, there's no way he started on opening day in 05. Okay, I'm looking it up. Yeah. Uh, he ba- he hey, he has the same, third. he has the same birthday as me. Good, good for like, me. Like, like actual, like no, year no. two? Oh, that would have been amazing. Dead. Um, uh, Jose Vizcaino. No. Uh, that's uh, it. I'm uh, tapping out. Okay. If nope, nope, no more hints. Just tell me, tell, tell me why I'm stupid. The, the old rookie who also was around for a while, even though he, he left and came back, Maury Wills, um, age thirty-seven through thirty-nine, and from nineteen seventy to seventy-two, he was seventy days younger than Pee Wee Reese on opening day uh, in terms of oldest opening day shortstop. Um, you got Bill Russell. The one after Bill Russell, uh, the one most immediately after was Greg. Uh, dang it, we were just talking this with Mike Petriello. I wanted to say Greg Gagne, but it's Greg Gagne. Um, uh, he started two years in a row, 96, 97, at 34 and 35. Three years later, um, the Dodgers turned to Kevin Elster in Montreal on opening day. He was 35 years, 244 days old. So I was looking up and a course i don't have this in the right spot but uh the dodger he famously kevin elster um did uh he hit three home runs in the first game at pack bell park in san francisco but that was uh, a little less than a week after the opening day in montreal um there was also in between elster and jimmy rollins in 2007 other Ramon Martinez started at shortstop. Um, he was 34 years, 174 days old. Uh, going back to Pee Wee Reese, he also, um, his last, uh, he did not start 1957. I'm not sure why on opening day, but he did start 53 through 56 from 34 to age 34 to age 37. Leo DeRocher back in Brooklyn uh, was in 1940 was an old shortstop. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I think you did okay. I, I I was hoping you'd get Maury Wills, but yeah, sorry, that's all right. That would have been me naming shortstop. Did not have a a firm grip on yeah. on ages. I'm I'm shocked that I was 
I, that I had in my head that Caesar as tourist was was older when he came up because he's twenty two, like complete yeah. bad fact got inserted in my brain. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, hey, I get a re- return the favor. Although I think one of these questions you're going to do really good on uh, uh, because it's time for questions from Craig. Five questions from our friend. Craig Manami, are you ready? I am so ready. Uh, good, because I am not. Where did these answers go? <laughs> uh, da, 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 stall, stall, stall. Uh, 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 here we go. Hey, look. Uh, hi, Eric and Jacob. Hope you both are well. Hi. Let's get oh. to the questions. Gavin Lux will unfortunately not be in the opening day Dodger lineup this season. <laughs> and the Dodgers will have another player making his first start at shortstop when the season starts. Using that as a starting point, this week's trivia is about L.A. Dodgers opening day starters. <laughs> All right. Can Eric name the last four opening day Dodgers shortstops to hit a home run to start oh, their season? God. Okay, so Jimmy Rollins is definitely one of those because I'm sure they didn't get have more than three since 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Okay, and so this is... This is home runs on opening day as a shortstop. Yes. Right. Okay. So uh, I'm just trying to remember if Corey Seager did that. Um, God. Um, (laughs) It's terrible. Uh, I will go back backwards first just to sort of play this out. Um. Raphael for call? No. Okay. Um, this is this is uh, not the best. Not not feeling confident here. Um, hmm. Oh wait. What about no? Because he was hurt in thirteen, but he was back in. 14 um let's go let's go hanley ramirez let's not bad idea all right (laughs) um this is this is harder than i expected it to be um i I don't know how i expected it to be it's just just difficult um oof um (laughs) let's say the problem is the Dodgers generally like Seager was stood out because like generally their shortstops don't hit home runs like in their history. Mm-hmm. So you're you're sort of grasping at stuff, um, which is a way for me to stall. And um, so so far you've just said Jimmy Rollins, right? Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. <laughs> I'm just, I just because want to, I'm I just dribble. want you to note that the one exception to the home run hitting shortstops. Uh, yeah, you okay. haven't said that name yet. <laughs> so I just just because I have well I have said I just didn't guess it. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. But I don't remember him hitting one on opening day. But I'm going to say Corey Seager just he, because of that. Who did it twice? <laughs> oh wait, he they had that eight homer game against Arizona yeah. or something. Yeah, and I, he he was in that. Yeah, <laughs> he also did. Okay, it in 2017. What? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> so um, you say so, pal. <laughs> uh, so okay, I, I'm. 
I don't. Do you have years for the? Is this cheating? Yeah. Like, uh, is this so, cheating? okay. Like, so Corey Seager, two, uh, 2019, 2017. Jimmy Rollins was 2015. The uh, the last year you have is 2005. Oh, so it's it's just one other person. Yes. Oh God. Oh, uh, Jose Valentin. Nope. Wait a minute. Oh, he was at third. Um, wait, who the... 2005, they started 12-2, and two, and then I don't remember what happened after that. Uh, oh, my God. Oh. Oh, wait, we... Okay, we were just... Uh, Cesar Estoris. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, you may yeah. think this player was much older so than he, he was. He made, <laughs> he made the all-star team that year. Uh Wild. What a wild year. Bill Russell leads all LA Dodger players with 11 starts at shortstop. Can Eric name the player who leads all Dodgers since Russell's last start in 1984? This is opening day shortstop starts? Yep. Oh, boy. Um, so, since 84. Okay, so, I, I already I did close down the, the previous window, which was just old shortstops. Um, but I'm going to mentally refer to that. Um, okay. So who has the, the most since then? So with Seeger, he was 16 and 17 and then 18, but he got hurt at some point in April. I know he was, he had those springs where he barely batted. And then he was like ready for the season. Um, it has to be Seeger, right? It is Seeger. Six yeah. starts. You yeah. want to take a stab at the the next in order? Oh, of course. So there's another. Okay. Um, is it is it Raphael for call? Uh, with five. You want to take a stab at the <clears throat> the two players with four starts? Four. Good God. Um, okay. So <laughs> when when. I just mentioned that they traded. So Caesar is tourist. Nope. Liar. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so going. So for call is tourist. Um, oof. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, God. Alfredo Griffin, uh, that's one. Um, and then the only the, the going mentally thinking back to the other list, I don't even think. Oh wait, um, Mark Grizzlonic. Uh, no. Uh, Greg Gagne. Nope. Uh, um, okay, this is this is where it's difficult. Um. So, huh? Since eighty four, okay. So, I'll give you. Uh, oh, um, nope, no, 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 nope. Um, okay, no, go ahead. Sorry, uh, the I no, never. I, I'm going to give you one last guess. Sorry, I thought okay. I had a hint, but it's for a different question. Okay. Um. So, this is. This is difficult. So Griffin stretches it to like 
91, maybe 92. Uh, why am I... So, and then Gagne was like... Was he 97, 98? So, I'm... Oh, uh, Jose Offerman. There you go. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Maury will set the standard for Dodger shortstop stealing bases. Can Eric name the last four opening day Dodger shortstops to steal a base that day? Come on. Um, Raphael for call. Uh, did it in 2009. Um, so this, I don't even know if this is going to be a thing. And it, if it even satisfies this thing. But I'm going to go all the way back to Mariano Duncan. Uh, <clears throat> nope. All right. Um Give you years if you want them. Not yet. Um, whew, let's see. Shortstop stealing bags. Let's just go. I'm going to shot in the dark this one and, and go to Cesar Asturias. Yep, in 2003. Oh, boy. Um, there's two more? Two more. You're missing the uh, the most recent and the fourth least recent. Um. The most recent was wait. Who who was the other one? I guess besides the tourists. Uh, for call. Okay. <laughs> so I I mean I guess. I guess Seeger. Nope. You guess Rollins? Ron. It is Rollins. What a yeah. what an opening day for Jimmy Rollins. Wow. And then you're missing 1994. N- I don't, uh, 94. Um, okay. Let's think here. They would have, oh man, I'm trying to remember the year. So that's probably Offerman. It is Offerman. Yeah. Final question. I think you can do this. We've heard a lot of the same names. Yeah. Two Dodgers shortstops because of that. I'm only giving you two strikes on this question, by the way, two Dodgers shortstops have had three multi-hit games on opening day since 2003. Can Eric name those two hitsmen? Uh, well, just going with the volume, I guess. Uh, Corey Seager and Raphael mm. Fercal? One of those is correct. Raphael Fercal did. Corey Seager did not. Um, Last and this guess. Is, this is since 2003? Correct. Uh, okay. And th- this is three multi-hit games at short. Correct. On opening day. Correct. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, my God. Um, so, three of them. Um, oh, since 2003? Mm-hmm. It's tourists. There we go. I mean, it has to be. Like, yeah, like I was, no, I was, was like, going to say, I was letting you get there, pal. Yeah. That, was a, that a was a Rube Goldberg puzzle. A lot, yeah. a lot of, a lot of uh, same names there. Yeah. Rank the following, with one being the best, oh, okay. and four meaning maybe the Dodgers need to make a deal. Offense, defense, starting pitching, and the bullpen. Oh, so we're each one for each spot? Yeah. So uh, four how means strong... they have to make a deal. Yeah. What, okay. What do we got? Offense, defense, starting pitching, bullpen. Yeah. 
but like, defense, like, <laughs> just like a weird. Um, defense is one because that's like who it, they're not getting like a linebacker, right? Like, there's, I mean, you can get a defense friendly player, but you're trading. It, it's a position player, so like. I, I miss chewing defense as a, right. as, right. a, as a standalone. Um, I th- wait. That's, that's the one. Okay. I think I think offense, just by nature of it, even though I really mean position player, I think that's four. Um, and then I, I actually like the bullpen. How it, they, I mean, they have a bunch of guys who are like could contribute at some point but like i think they're okay like with how it is sort like for the most part so that's two and then i so starting pitching is probably three even though i don't consider that like pressing at the moment like Mm -hmm. four is position players like as soon as it becomes available (laughs) like (laughs) whereas pitching is like at some point like yeah I, i think i agree with your order yeah 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 Ozzy Albies said earlier this week that he thinks there are three players on his team that could be 40-40 at the end of the season. I saw that. For the contest. Name oh, how God. many 2020 players there will be in a Major League Baseball in 2023. As a comp, oh, wow. in 2022, there were nine players with at least 2020. And Thank 20, you, Craig. I was going to look that up. 2021, uh, there were 10 at those levels. Okay. Um, I believe... Uh, Trey Turner made it both years. Um, so 2020. Um, I'm writing mine down. Oh, you're Not, gonna name them? No, oh, just, no. goodness gracious, no, <laughs> just my number. Now that would be a contest. Um, so, um, all right, so we had 10 in 2021, we, ha- we had nine in 2022. Like I don't, I don't necessarily think we're gonna get like people running buck wild because of the new pickoff rules. I think it's gonna increase st- steals though. So I'm gonna go with a lucky thirteen. Can you see? Can you see my fifteen? Fifteen's nice. my guess. Those those big bases are gonna lead to some some. Oh yeah, that, I forgot about that. Stolen you're, bases. You're right. You you, you went. Uh, you didn't prices right me because you didn't know my guess, but yep. you basically, yeah. You're, you're and that's place. why I write it down before you could accuse me. I didn't want you. I would never, yeah. <laughs> yes, you would. Video games are becoming the basis of theme park attractions and movies. Please pick a favorite video game that you would love to ride at a theme park or amusement park. Do you know what video games are, Eric? Did you, uh, did you play yeah, Pong? I, like, yeah, I've played Pong. <laughs> I was, You know, the first thing that came to my mind was Baseball Stars when, when, I, when he said that. Which was made in like 1986 or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have not. I have not played The Last of Us. I don't know. I I know only because people keep talking about it. Um, roughly, what's it? What it's about? But I also uh, refuse to um, acknowledge mushroom slander. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get involved in it. Um, yeah, I I am out of the video game scene. I, I wonder. You know, it's and I don't even know this is necessarily a video game. I guess it technically qualifies, <laughs> but you know, it'd be funny is um, is um, Rock Band, 
like the mo- the game, the movie, <laughs> like um, where it's, it's like, just a hard day's night. <laughs> is it like where, I don't you're know. just like some? <laughs> there's some like um, it's almost like a, like a karaoke type thing where, but you end up like becoming a star because of it. <laughs> like I don't know, that's a weird thing. I don't even. I have I have no frame of reference because I. I don't really play video games, so like... Um, As yeah. noted. Yeah, what about you? When my brother and I were in a summer program, uh, I, fifth grade-ish, they put like, maybe, it was, I mean, probably a little older, maybe seventh grade, uh, there was a computer class where we got to do a multimedia pitch for an amusement park, and we picked Nintendo Park. We were, oh. uh, we, we saw it, we, we were visionaries, and it was, uh, it was like... Did you see the SNL bit on the like the Last of Us Mario Kart? <laughs> I did. That, it was, that was really worked good. like that, where it was like we had this really great rooting start, and then it ended yeah. with it's a me Mario. Uh, I was I was pretty pretty proud of my humor for for that. You age. were decades the, yeah. ahead of the game. Uh, um, in terms of, uh, I I think you know it's it's super simple, but I think Mario just fits. It just the the color schemes, the the sounds, the the mythos you've just got a lot to kind of tap into for that you can make Plus, it very interactive you have the the potential of like um you're just w- like watching the you're watching the movie of like the the mario brothers right or whatever and um and all of a sudden you hear <laughs> like that's essentially like the star wars opening like yeah. it could be that once it becomes like a, a franchise or whatever um you know what I was thinking that would be a good video game to make into a movie? E.T. E- the Extraterrestrial. <laughs> Everyone knows it as the video game, <laughs> the famously popular video game. It, well, it's uh, funny because, you know, we are actually picking amusement parks, not yeah. movies here. Oh. Uh, and E.T., also a well-known uh, amusement park ride. So you're you're ahead of the, ahead of the curve mm. there as oh, based okay. on the Atari. Wait, game. so if it's an amusement, man, my, my head was way off. Yeah. So amusement park, um, can you can you make um, an amusement park ride out of Tecmo Super Bowl? That's that's my my question. I don't you're, even you're know. Just, sure, like a Tecmo Bowl, uh, Tecmo Bow roller coaster. You're just going back oh, and you're, forth, you're, you're tr- doing loops, or <laughs> yeah, or like you're trying to tackle Bow, or like you, you're trying to, or you're. I guess you try to avoid being tackled by like animatronic uh, things coming out trying to tackle you and stuff. The um, game I play most days these days is Stardew Valley, which is a farming simulator that doesn't sure. really make for a good amusement park game. So, wait, um, okay, so I know kids today are maybe kids five years ago played minecraft a lot still a lot of minecraft being played so i want to go back to my early office days and i want to make play minecraft instead of no 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 mine sweeper the the amusement park ride (laughs) where you you not only have you not only have to avoid the bombs or the the landmines but you also have to identify where they are by placing like right clicking (laughs) exactly yeah I don't know how that's possible, but I mean, obviously it would be fake landmines, but I think I'm recalling correctly that Jacob is not a fan of soup. You are correct. Yeah, correct. It's been cold here in L.A. Yes, Jacob, cold for L.A. (laughs) What is it, 50? Uh, So what does Jacob like to eat? 
to this says that when you move to the Midwest, you lose a lot, but you gain the ability to be like smug yeah. about the weather. Yeah. So, do, uh, what does Jacob like to eat to warm up, if not a bowl of hot chicken noodle soup? And Eric, have you made soup from scratch yet, or do you even eat soup at home? I love soup. Um, I I have on hand. I think I was cleaning out my cupboard last week and. I think I have nine cans of like progresso soup, like various varieties. Like they're just like at the ready, like, you know, a quick, a quick meal type thing. Um, I love that. I did um, my, the, the soups that I've made from scratch and I don't even, I'm not sure you you probably should count. Um, I, I did make a um, split pea and ham um oh in like december uh that was okay the weird here's fun fact about that i have had before i made it i don't even know why i had the craving to make it i had eaten split pea soup maybe once in my life before that (laughs) for some reason i had a hankering to make it and i had split pea soup for like two weeks after that because i made way too much um but i make a lot of like like different kinds of chilies and um like depending on i guess how you classify that i think that counts um i did this was uh hello fresh um uh inspired i guess or i mean i, I used hello fresh i had a very brief dalliance with hello fresh and one of the things i got was a uh oh god what was it it was like uh a lemon dill chicken soup that was really good. I'm counting that because you're you like you're making it from all the ingredients. It's not like you're just doing it. That that ended up being really good. But yeah, I don't I don't make a ton of soups. I would love to at some point, um, like do like chicken and dumplings, like with homemade dumplings. But I've never done the dumplings part. Mm-hmm. So I guess at some point I need to check that off the list. But uh to answer to not to sort of butt in on your answer to craig's question it has been really cold in la (laughs) but admittedly as a californian um i believe we are supposed to get we have not gotten had a high um over tomorrow is going to be or actually i'm sorry we did get to 62 earlier thursday that was our first time reaching 60 in like a week and a half or two weeks. Freezing. Which is, it was like, which is rare. No, it was like, look, it was, <laughs> it was cold and like, it's going to get to 38 tonight. So like, you know, you get it. Yeah. It's, it's cold. It's cold for us. So yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. The uh, vistas have been great. Like it actually, it, okay. Everyone's like, I think angels, it, angel stadium, it, it quote unquote snowed but it was only like in the technical sense where it came down for a second and nothing stuck but like the mountains here are great like i was out today like running a couple errands and uh one of the streets i was driving on to go home you're like heading due north san gabriel mountains clear shot right in front of me and it's like perfectly like just covered in snow like it was so good such a clear thing it was pretty awesome Uh, i i do enjoy it even though it's uh, at times, I'll say it way too cold, but this sure beats um, 
the stifling heat of the summertime. So I'm, I'm not going to complain too much. My friend hosts a soup party every year. I sometimes Whoa. go and, you know, don't participate. But sure. one of the rules of it is no chili. Because he doesn't count chili as a soup. I think that's sure. fair. I do love chili, though. Basically, yeah. when you start actually eating soup instead of, like, sipping soup, oh, okay. I'm more yeah. likely to like it. Uh, so some stews, uh, chowder, seafood chowders, I, I like a good deal. And I would say on a cold day... Uh, Japanese any curry but Japanese curry specifically I love chili I love and mac and cheese I love those would be my go-to's so um on the oh man I don't know why I got sidetracked it was something about chili (laughs) I guess so if you make a chili I guess it's the meat part that like takes it away from soup for you or is it like is it the beans like i think it's a combination of it is it's, it's thicker thick. and it's also too yeah. ubiquitous i think the rules in place to that's yeah i know what i was gonna say so i grew up not liking tomato soup mm. and now i i love tomato soup um it's really good and that is i mean it's as you know i guess it could be a a thicker soup, but it's it's full soup. There's not, for the most part, that's not a that's the least chunky soup you can get. For, I mean, for the most part, like no, I guess like clam chowders are right, but even that has chunks of stuff in it. Like for the most part, tomato soup doesn't, but um, the the texture of that is the most soupy. Um, I guess, but it, I don't know. I, I I just enjoy soup. Um, I I think growing up maybe I. I was I was the I had the little kid palate of chicken noodle and you know that's it <laughs> but like um, yeah I love it so once again Craig has left us with well you see you're this is weird I'm now I'm hungry now you're just gonna be I mean like, I mentioned Dude. Japanese curry and chili so I you yeah know, I could right. eat. yeah that's true I mean yeah I think well, we should do chili I think. We need to do a, a chili off on, uh, on a podcast at some point this year. So, sure, that, that'll I'm be in. that'll be good. That'll be good for people to listen. Good to radio, us, yeah. <laughs> us eating chili. <laughs> uh, well, that's it. Uh, um, yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back uh, with, I believe, at least one other episode uh, this month. No, it's March. <laughs> yeah, and within like a week or two. Uh, I I don't know what day it is or what what uh, it's it's truly baseball season when I I don't know when it is, uh, but yeah we'll we'll be back in like uh, about two weeks or something and uh, we'll have more then. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you later.